This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. All right, welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm not Dan Patrick, I'm Nick Gieber, and my co-host, Kartik Krishnaya, unsurprisingly, is not Dan Patrick either. But it is great to be with you today in the wake of what was a terrific match in the semifinal of the Women's World Cup, the U.S. Edge England 2-1, in a gritty, hard-fought match with lots of talking points, and unsurprisingly, we're going to talk about them all right here for the next hour. 800 878 my takeaways from this are as follows. Uh, U.S. team won by determination and grit, not necessarily by better play. They looked very flat in the back. They looked susceptible. Uh, great, uh, very poorly taken penalty kick by England. Uh, a disallowed goal because the video assistant referee that was in fact the right call but we have to question the rules. Kartik, so many different talking points, but with all of the talking points put aside, U.S. goes to another final. Yeah, the U.S. goes to another final. They have not looked uh, a, a complete side, have they, in, in any of these three knockout stage matches after uh, blitzing through the group stage. But uh, there's grit, there's determination, and there's that serial winner mentality, which they seem to have. I mean, all of the talking points we're going to get into seem to relate to how England played or, or, or VAR or, or uh, things having to do with why England did not win when they uh, were the superior team for large portions of the match. But, uh, Nick, once again, the serial winners win when it's on the line. When all yeah. the chips are even down for them, they win. Yeah, well, we talk about this a lot, Kartik. We say the teams that are champions win ugly, but they win. And another example of that today uh, they won ugly, but they got the job done. Look, that's what we want to talk about today. We'll also touch on tomorrow's semifinal between uh, the Netherlands and Sweden, albeit briefly. 800-878-7529 if you've got something to say. Find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. That's 5TH Street Sports. We can also talk a little Copa America if you want the semifinal between Argentina and Brazil going on as we speak. Big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. A pleasure and a privilege to speak with you as we do everybody each and every weeknight from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern on these very networks. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that is iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, we welcome you to the show. Once again, the call-in number, 800-878-7529. Where are you? We would love to hear from you. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. Hey, 
Hey, Bench, what are you doing? I'm rubbing my blue emu on. Were you ready to go fishing? Fishing? You said we were going fishing this morning. I have 10 gold glove oh, awards. Oh, here we go again. Johnny Bench doesn't go fishing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Johnny Bench goes catching. Blue Emu supports healthy muscles and joints. Blue Emu, it works fast and you won't stink. Available at nationwide retailers and Amazon. Losing hair sucks, and two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. I'm part of that two out of three. I'm glad I found Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you already have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. How easy? All it takes is a five-minute sign-up. You have to answer a few simple questions and snap some photos to complete your online doctor consultation. And fear not, a licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And did I mention? It starts at only $10 a month. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you need to do is wait to see a doctor. With Keeps, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. For a limited time, receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com speed. That's K-E-E-P-S dot speed. Are your carpets filled with memories, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy with more styles and colors to choose from. Right now, with free installation on any purchase of $5.99 or more, all by licensed local pros backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $5.99 minimum purchase required, typically $6.99. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through August 28, 2019. Are your carpets filled with memories, as well as stains, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy, with more styles and colors to choose from, and free installation by licensed local professionals backed for life. Today is the day for doing, with free carpet installation done right. Guaranteed. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. $699 minimum purchase required. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Get ready for the holiday weekend. If your check engine light is on, now's the time to find out why. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let us scan your vehicle for free. We'll retrieve the codes, discuss solutions, and even help you find a professional technician if needed. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Morgan. Alex Morgan! Is it going to be 13? It is. An emphatic victory for the USA. They win by 13 goals to nil. All right, uh, you're back with us here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik with you. By the way, I'd like to say hello to Kerry. I know she's listening somewhere out there, coming back from Home Depot. But what a great game it was today. The U.S. women beat... The English women, two goals to one. But the story really has more to do with video assistant referee and the calls. And, and Kartik, to, to be clear, if you go by the letter of the law, both these calls were correct. We're talking about the penalty call and the offside call. The penalty call that disallowed a terrific goal from England, which would have made it 2-2. 
and the penalty goal, uh, the penalty kick, very poorly taken, I might add, that was saved uh, by the American keeper. Uh, all the while, while Hope Hope Solo cringes and becomes even smaller with each great performance of the U.S. team without her. Having said that, video <laughs> assistant referee is the topic of discussion. If there's any controversy around this match. Uh, it's not Alex Morgan's goal celebration, which Kartik apparently has something to do with sipping tea from a tree with leaves, and that tree has branches like the U.S. government, uh, which run independence from England. I mean, uh, you know, really. I mean, is, are the are the opponents this easy in the Women's World Cup that they can come up with this sort of crazy uh, word association, thought association? Yeah, I, I'm flabbergasted by Morgan's post-match comments of, about her goal celebration. Um, it, it appears like there was a lot of thought put into it if her explanation holds up. But then I think she, historically she might not be understanding something. She might not have comprehended things quite the way. Uh, but then again, that's the way we teach history in this country. So you and I, as as, uh, 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 as students of history, uh, Nick, know that. So maybe that's what it is. But I, I, I was I was kind of confused by the whole conversation um i I guess uh, it's also uh one of these things where there seems to be some sort of um um and we talked about this yesterday some sort of rivalry between these country between these countries in this in this women's game that are bringing out all of this uh this side theatrics as well yeah very odd but let's get to var shall we because um you know the calls were correct, Kartik. I mean, if you go by the letter of the law, the calls were correct. Now, I hear a lot of people spewing a lot of animosity towards VAR. And while I will agree that these decisions seem to take too long, and we're going to talk about that and how to rectify that, you're blaming the messenger and you're not blaming the message. The bottom line is, if these rules or laws or interpretations of the law, because, you know, uh, the, the laws of the game have become much like Jewish Talmudic law. You know, there was uh, three, three lines written, and then the rabbis over the years have written 16,000 volumes uh, interpreting those three laws. Uh, it, it's very much like that with FIFA. There are only, what, 16 laws of the game or something ridiculous like that? And, and you know, we've spent decades and uh, over 100 years fine-tuning them uh, and reinterpreting them like they are the word of God. Now, Sepp Blatter, of course, no longer with FIFA, so they can obviously not be the word of God anymore. However, um, don't blame the messenger. Blame the message. I think some of these rules uh, are shown up to be quite silly when you start using VAR. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think all of those uh, calls were correct. Ellen White was offside by the letter of the law. Uh, however... I, I, I think we've talked about this five or six times during this tournament, uh, Nick, on this show, that when uh, there was beginning to be ambiguity around the offside law and uh, the interpretation, the explanation was about the interpretation of the offside law, there was an explanation given by FIFA, by uh, um, uh, Mike Riley, the head of re- uh, referees in, 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 in England with the Premier League, et cetera, and, and, and the, uh, the lower divisions, by uh, even IFAB, that you have to have some degree of daylight. Now, because we have VAR and we have slow motion, you can have uh, a leading hand offside because, of course, you lead with your hand when you run. So Ellen White is essentially 
uh, on that uh, goal that was appeared to be the equalizer for England is level with the U.S. defenders. Okay, she's leading because she's running, right? She's making a run, so she's leading with her hand. So then she's deemed offside. There's no daylight between her and the two U.S. defenders, Dahlkamper and Salbra. She is in line with them. But um, because now we have VAR as a tool and you're able to look at every angle and you're, slow, and you're watching it in slow motion, ah, she's offside. Well, yeah, okay, if you're going to have VAR and you're going to interpret the rule that way, then um, a player – an attacking player, Nick, is going to have to be behind the last two, the last defender, the second, second to last defender, in order uh, uh, to to be onside because you lead, right? You're making a run, so just very naturally, your your motion, your body movement is going to put you uh, at a disadvantage if you're level. So you're going to have to be, you're going to have to have the defenders behind you. Yeah, well, so well, I, I well, that's what fundamentally gonna... changes how you play as an attacker. Well, that's what they're going to have to change, Kartik. I mean, they're going to have to change the rule to say uh, if any part of your body is in line with a defender, then you're then you're onside. Because yeah. otherwise, otherwise the rule's stupid. Look, you, you and I remember a few years ago, uh, FIFA uh, had their ecumenical council and came up with a rule change uh, that said there had to be daylight between the players in order for them to call offside. Now, that, right. that rule has subsequently been reinterpreted 1,001 times and 1,500 volumes written about it, and no doubt many bribes passing, uh, passing hands because it's FIFA and IFAB. But the, uh, by the way, IFAB is not a new Apple device. Just want to make sure everybody knows that. Okay? <laughs> it's the international football authority that comes up with the rules of the game. Um, they're going to have to change these rules uh they've and there are some some things that go on on the pitch that var should be getting that isn't for example goalkeepers taking goal kicks outside of the box all the time i see it all the time they run and drop the ball and kick it and they are outside of the box but i've only ever seen that called maybe twice in the history of my football watching which as you know Kartik, goes back some 340 years <laughs> yeah, so um, speaking of the U.S. being serial winners, one of the few times that um, – one of the only times in history we've seen a keeper um, uh, get in trouble for, 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 for holding the ball for more than five seconds was when the Canadian keeper yep. did in the Olympics. Remember that? And the U.S. won, and they won the gold medal because of that. Being serial winning, winners also – it involves these interpretations of the law, kind of, and all these sort of rub of the green going your way. So I just remember that when you mentioned that. That's the only time I've ever seen that called ever in football. <laughs> Benefit of the U.S. women who seem to always, you know, again, they're winners and they're gritty and they deserve to win. But they all, it, it seems like they're always getting some fortune and that's always the case we used to complain about that with manchester united right nick and we used to complain that's about that I heck. Say, I yeah. mean, I, I, i'm still complaining about it with barcelona i know just a, a month ago or so i got into a, a heated twitter debate about well remember overbu against chelsea remember uh when van Persie got that second yellow for arsenal and and arsenal were ahead in the tie and uh, barcelona always wins because of the referees but you know, I, it's just something that goes along with these great teams, right? These sorts of decisions. Not that these decisions were wrong today. Not that that decision was wrong for in the Canada game. But they just—it's just like when they're called, 
it's and it seems to always go the U.S.'s way. Well, it's the implementation of a very obscure rule, particularly the six-second rule that was uh, yeah. uh, in the Olympics that I was absolutely right. flabbergasted about. But, um, you know, it's just what you got to take, and you're right. I mean, the U.S. women's national team is very much like Manchester United over the last decade and a half. Uh, everything seems to go their way. All the calls seem to go their way. You know why, Kartik? Because they are ass-kicking serial winners who win. And everybody, you know, and, and, and yeah, the breaks go your way and everybody loves to hate you. By the way, I love them. I mean, I, I, they're a great team. I, I, I couldn't lose today. I mean, I'm English, but I'm a naturalized American. I'm a native son of England. I'm an adopted son of America. Either way, I was going to win today. But we all won because it was a very, very entertaining match. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion. Nick Eber and Kartik Krishna are with you. History Soccer Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Great to be with you. 800-878-7529. Love to hear what you think about it. Come on. I know you watched the game. We'll be right back after this. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today... Withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Attention business owners, now is the perfect time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. We can give you packages with up to 90 great channels and save your business a ton of cash. And if you call right now, you can learn how to get free equipment and free installation. Now you have choices. It's time to start saving money on your cable TV bill for your business. And call today and get 90 channels plus free equipment and free installation. Smart business owners like you 
all across the country are consolidating and saving money on their cable TV, internet, and phone service for their business. So now's the perfect time. This may be a limited time offer to the first 100 people that call right now. So please save money and call now. 800 470 7113 they controlled vast portion of this game. They had the right tactics. They had the right personnel on the field. They had a goal that probably would have stood on any other day without this level of VAR. Uh, they missed. They had a penalty save that was, you look, fairness to the U.S. keeper, she saved it, but it was a horribly taken penalty. I mean, Houghton basically, you know, signaled which way she was going. Uh, with the ball long before she got within a mile of it. I mean, it was it was an awful penalty. Yeah, uh, Steph Houghton is usually a really good dead ball specialist. Like I say this as a Manchester City fan who follows her very closely. Uh, she, uh, she, she can strike a free kick. We saw her score an indirect free kick, actually, earlier in the tournament. Um, she's very, very good uh, with time uh, on the ball to loft uh, beautiful uh, through balls. So this was really odd. One that I don't think it was odd that she stepped up and took the penalty. She is the captain. She could take a uh, free kick. She, she does strike a good dead ball, but that she, she telegraphed it. it there was a certain nervousness in the penalty and they read it perfectly. So that was, uh, that was disappointing from England standpoint. I think um, the decision to go with Beth Mead over Tony Duggan, I thought was very, was a mistake pre-match uh, when Neville's uh, team sheet came out, but Mead was very good. She created, she she delivered the cross for the goal uh, for Ellen White, uh, and she was good the rest of the match. Um, the, uh, the the much-talked-about tactical change with uh, with the with uh, possibly uh, changes on the right side we didn't really see in this match although we did see Rachel Daly pop up in different places um, I think the mistake Nick yeah, that devil made is he waited too long and he got everything else right and they, and they were the better team for large portions of the match uh, Georgia Stanaway who is a young player um, and we do admit that and this was not this wasn't a, a match for the faint of heart, right? This was a knockdown, drag out fight, title fight. But uh, Stanaway has something really special in that midfield for England. And we saw how good Jill Scott was dribbling through U.S. players, how good the technical, the touch and the technical ability were for a lot of the English players. Uh, but I think Stanaway could have given them something a lot more direct um, and a cutting edge and a freshness, uh, maybe around the 75th minute, right after that goal was chalked off and right after Houghton missed the penalty. So, um, I think he waited too long to bring her on. He didn't bring her on until Millie Bright was sent off. Yeah, and, and, and there's lots of uh, controversy, particularly in the English uh, press, uh, about, you know, why Houghton took the penalty. She's not a striker. You know, why didn't a striker take it? Someone who's a natural goal scorer. But, you know, she's the captain. And, uh, I mean, just look back at my team. I mean, Steven Gerrard, the captain of Liverpool, he wasn't a striker. He was a midfielder. He used to love to take penalties in the big situations. So, yeah, I think that's an unfair criticism. It was just 
a poorly taken penalty. Every player may, every player takes one. They just was just a, a bad time to take it. It was a decent save from the keeper. Uh, let's not forget, uh, both keepers came up with big saves during the run of play in this match. Yeah, and, and I thought it was uh, a, 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 a decision, uh, an odd decision by Neville not to play Karen Bardsley in this match, but um, oh, apparently it, it she was out injured. Okay. Apparently she was. Oh, injured. she was injured. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, let me uh, concede that I was about a half an hour behind the rest of the world on the match. Um, so I uh, started watching it at, at, at twelve thirty your time, uh, plausibly live. Shut off my Twitter. Shut off my phone. I actually had a couple calls from you I hadn't returned till after. Uh, so I did not – I missed that, that Bardsley was injured. But um, Nair was very good for the U.S. She's come through now. There's been concerns about her, um, and she's come through. And Hope Solo uh, continues to, uh, to mouth off. You talked about this. I saw – Hope Solo's uh, piece in The Guardian the other day. I'm not sure if you caught it, which was no, a, a blueprint of how to beat the United States. <laughs> I mean, she's, uh, I mean, I she, guess The Guardian you know, probably commissioned she, the article from her. but She's a piece of work, Kartik. I mean, she really is an absolute horrible piece of work. I mean, it's bad enough that she tries to drive wedges in the locker room. She's not even right. on the team. Her resentment runs to the point that she is for all intents and purposes, rooting against her own team because Jill Ellis decided not to take her. And Jill Ellis, I think, didn't take her because she's a cancer in the, in the dressing room and she didn't need it. Right. So what happened was after the Olympics and the elimination to Sweden in 2016, for those who aren't aware of it, Hope Solo made some very disparaging comments about Sweden. Um she called them cowards. Now, I, we know what she was saying. She was trying to say they were very negative. They sat back. They absorbed pressure. Uh, and they tried to beat us on set pieces. Okay? But she could have said it more tactfully. But it was the latest in a long list of transgressions, right? Including her uh, assault charges and, and all of these other things. So she got suspended from the national team for 18 months. And then during that 18 months, she starts mouthing off. She files um, various legal claims. Although I have to say, um, it looks like one of her legal claims had some, some merit, um, and U.S. soccer, but of course, of course that's again U.S. soccer who are equally complicit in, in a lot of this nonsense, right? Um, but she has, uh, shown a resentment in her public comments, and this, uh, article in The Guardian was, I, I suppose the Guardian commissioned it, but they knew who to commission it from, right? <laughs> if you want someone who's American to talk badly about the U.S. Uh, national team, it's gonna be her. Um, yeah, so she, she, I think there's been a lot of talk about Trump being a motivating factor for uh, the U.S. women. I think Hope Solo has been too, to a certain extent. They're trying to prove her wrong. Yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly right. They're trying to they're trying to prove her wrong. But look, I, I don't think they're trying to prove anything to anybody, except they're just trying to win. And and this is, uh, well, you know, yeah. we, we talk about the mental game with athletes and with teams. And look, sport in and of itself, is a purely emotional thing. If, if you look at it unemotionally, it's silly. It's 22 people kicking around ball around and, and, and you know, 50,000 people in a, in a stadium yelling and screaming. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense if you suck the emotion out of it. Uh, by the same token, uh, you know, the uh, a horrible statement by... by who was doing the color with uh, J.P. Della Camera? Who, who was that? It was Allie Wagner. Yeah, I mean, she Allie said, Wagner. oh, America's won the emotion game. And I, I cringed when she said that. 
But to a degree, she's actually right. It wasn't that they won the emotion game. I, I, I just think that they, they drove themselves to victory. They did what they had to do. They finished their chances when they had them, and they were two nicely taken goals. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe that serial winner mentality is what the English women need to get over the hump. And until they win one of these things, if they keep running up against the U.S. Uh, national team, they're not going to win anything. Yeah, this is uh, three successive tournaments now that they've gotten to the semi major tournaments that they've gotten to the semifinals and lost. Uh, and and uh, the two World Cups they've lost with some, you know, the, 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 the just crazy own goal that, that, that they lost to Japan on in 2015, uh, the, tr- the tragic own goal. And then today, uh, obviously, a missed penalty late, a, you know, a, a sending off at the end, a, a goal that was disallowed that um, – what legally should have been disallowed, but under normal circumstances wouldn't. It's just um, getting over the hump mentally. They're not there. And it's just like the English men. I mean, I don't know. Nick, you're English. Is there something in the DNA in football in that country where both the men and women, they, they hit a wall at a certain certain point, and the women are, are closer than the men? No two, no, no, question about that. But they still can't oh, get over that hump. I uh, don't know about that, Kartik. I mean, the men made it to the semifinals of the World Cup. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, not the big World Cup, not the women's World Cup. They made it to the, the semifinals. Yeah, but it was, I mean, I, I think, Nick, if they were to get to, in the Euros, we'll see how they do. I think if they're, if they're on the other side of the, that bracket, they're probably out in the round of 16. And we have to remember oh, ye of little of faith. I, I'm not so sure <laughs> about that. But, you know, I, I am, you know, a, a survivor of the uh, 1966 World Cup win. Let's not forget that, Kartik. You know, you're talking to somebody that uh, was alive when England won the World Cup oh. the last time. Um, there's, you know, we're fewer and fewer. Like We're like World War I veterans. <laughs> Pretty soon. Yeah. There, even, won't, even there won't be any of us left. Even people who remember Gaza's tears in Turin uh, are now becoming less and less, right? I mean, it's, you know, and, and um, I listened a little bit to, to the BBC after this match. And, I, again, I was a half an hour behind. But um, there was genuine outpouring of emotion from English football fans saying, you know, what do we have to do to win one of these things, either on the men's side or the women's side? Um, and I think it was raw emotion as they – Wake up tomorrow, they'll realize probably the U.S. maybe deserved to win and England blew it themselves. But it was just, as you can imagine, Nick, the English reaction was, my gosh, this has been taken from us. We missed a penalty. We had a good goal disallowed. Well, you and I are not saying it was a good goal. I'm saying this is what the callers are saying. Oh, that uh, uh, Bright shouldn't have been sent off. And it's just, wow. it's built, it's it's the same thing every tournament. I, I really You can feel always for come up with public. excuses why you didn't win. And that's one thing yeah. that I, I just love about the U.S. women. They have zero excuses. They don't have them. They don't use them. They just go out there and do what they've got to do to win. But I will caution everybody. Well, I tell you what. If you're a fan of the U.S. women's national team, you better stay tuned. Because I am going to caution you when we come back and tell you why you need to just be a little bit wary of the future. You're listening to Fifth Street Soccer, Nick Eber and Kartik Krishnaya. You can find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. You can call us in the studio if you so dare at 800-878-7529. Or you can use smoke signals or semaphore and uh, we'll try to read what it is you have to say. But I suggest calling 
or using Twitter to be the more modern methodology. All right, when we come back, we'll pick up the discussion. 800-878-7529, Twitter at Fifth Street Sports, 5TH Street Sports. We'll be right back. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from pens to paper. And right now, a ream of Staples copy paper is only $3.99. You save $3. But hurry, this offer's good this week only. Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. And 7619 in-store only. Valid on SKU 135855. New Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline is engineered with four levels of defense against gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. It's sort of like having ninjas protect your engine. That helps keep your engine running like new. New Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. It's fuel for thought in engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. All right, you're back with us here on Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik with you. We're talking Women's World Cup. We're talking the semifinals, uh, England, uh, USA, the U.S. with a 2-1 victory. They will advance to the semifinals. Uh, you know, Kartik, before the break, I, I was just issuing a small warning. And uh, I'm going to put it to you this way. We likened and compared the United States women's national team uh, as serial winners 
they did whatever they had to do to win. Uh, calls, you know, when you're on the other side of the equation against teams like that, always seem to go their way. A little extra Fergie time here or there if you want to continue the Manchester United comparison, which I do, because I will caution this. E- there is no dynasty that survives in perpetuity in the world of football. Just like there is no global empire that survives, you know, multiple millennia. You can look at the Roman Empire or uh, the Greeks or the British Empire or any empire you want. It will change. Things will change. And I think you're looking and seeing at the teams that are nipping at the heels of the United States. I'm going to go out on a limb even further, Kartik, and say I think if the U.S. goes on to win this World Cup, which is not a given by any stretch of the imagination, by the way, that four years from now could be a much more competitive scenario for them uh, as they would look to uh, retain the title for what? The, I don't know, the 19th time running. Yeah, it would be, would be the third time in a row. And uh, the U.S. has already fallen off their perch once, and Germany won successive World Cups. Uh, and then the U.S. regained that crown, right? Um, and, and Germany now uh, is part of that chasing pack. Uh, but I, I think, uh, um, and, you know, actually 10 years ago, we were thinking there was going to be a German dynasty in women's football that lasted into perpetuity. And it was it going to last a, a um, Reich that was going to last a thousand years yeah. of <laughs> Of, oh, of German yeah, Fraulein yeah, of football. Want to go there. Yeah, yeah, but no, unfortunately, it came crashing down. It wasn't the Russians, though. It was the Americans this time. It was the Americans that did it, right? It wasn't It wasn't the Battle of Stalingrad in the yeah. Eastern Front that did it. Um, but, yeah, I think the U.S. is not only nipping at their heels, Nick. I, I mean, they have effectively been caught football-wise in this tournament. What they haven't been caught is men- mentally, yes. uh, psychologically. That will eventually go away, too, because it always does. So um, there was a footballing gap and an athlete gap between the U.S. and other women's teams uh, for all these years, other than Germany. Germany's the exception. Now you see France and England, England in particular. You saw the technical skill of – you saw the way Jill Scott toyed with the uh, American midfield at times today. You know, just you know, her touches and, and, and um, et cetera. The technical and – Athletic gap has been closed. I think the Dutch are there also. I would say uh, Holland, England, France are right there. Um, and um, the next thing that's going to go is that mentality thing. Um, and at some point, you know, it's it's one of these things that once Man United fell off their perch, they fell off their perch, right? Humpty um, hey, Dumpty and, and, couldn't put him back together yeah, again. Yeah, and then I think we've seen that also – quite frankly, in the men's game with Brazil. Although, you know, we're, we're speaking right now, they, they might they might be on their way to winning the Copa, which would be uh, a, a rekindling of faith a little bit in, in, as far as the global game. But they've, they've fallen off their perch in World Cups. Uh, Nick, I don't think there's the fear factor of Brazil um, anymore in the men's game that there was even – after, even in 2006 and 2010, when they didn't win those World Cups and they crashed out, uh, there was still a fear factor about them. I think that went away uh, in a big way with the 7-1 against Germany, and they never regained that. Uh, it, the, the, you know, times, they are a-changing. Uh, they just yeah. not haven't changed that much. Great performance from the U.S. women. Congratulations. I, I love them. They are truly the pride of the nation. And uh, if you want uh, to look at athletes that uh, – do the do it their way, as Frank Sinatra would sing. 
Uh, look no further than the U.S. women's national team who deserve this victory and will go through to the final, and uh, we certainly will be rooting for them to win it all. However, let's look at the other side briefly because another semifinal tomorrow. Um, I would have said that the Dutch were a lock-in, a shoe-in for a final against the United States, where I think the United States will beat them. However, and I say however, I was mightily impressed with the Swedish women's performance against the Germans. And I, I'm still trying to come to terms with that and decide were the Germans just really bad or were the Swedes just really good? Because this Swedish team looked nothing like the Swedish team throughout this tournament. They looked like they yeah. could really, if they if they put on that type of show for a final or against the Dutch, they they could be someone to contend with. Yeah, and, 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 and Nick, we talk about the U.S.'s dominance in this sport in recent years. The one nation, other than in this tournament because of the group stage match, that has consistently uh, beaten them or given them trouble is Sweden. The Olympics in 2016, 2015 in the World Cup, the U.S. Uh, were very fortunate to draw Sweden in the group stage, uh, which kept them first in that group, and they go on to win the Women's World Cup. 2011, they lose to Sweden uh, in the group stage and end up on the, on the wrong side of the draw. Lost to Sweden in uh, an Algarve Cup. I remember a, a few years back. So um, I don't think the U.S. wants to play Sweden again, even though they beat them easily in the group stage, because there's just this bad history. And I, I think I had tweeted early on in the tournament, maybe it's the biggest rivalry in women's football, because um, not that it's it's got that rivalry feel, but because Sweden's the one country that seems to be able to beat the U.S. consistently, even if they're not, even if they don't win very much in terms of major trophies. Um so I think the U.S. would rather play the Dutch for that reason. But at the same time, uh, on the surface, the Dutch look like a much better footballing side than the Swedes. And you saw what happened when England played football in the midfield today, right? And yeah. got the ball into wide areas and then played through balls right through the middle uh, to Ellen White. You saw how dangerous uh, the English were and how shaky the U.S. was defensively. So, uh yeah, the U.S. is the favorite, and obviously we're, we're, we're all pulling for them here, but this is not by no means done as we talk through this. They're going to have to beat one very good Dutch team or beat a Swedish team that may not be quite as good, but who historically have given them more trouble than any other national team. Well, and I think for some reason the health of Megan Rapinoe is more important than ever for the final. I mean, she wasn't really missed today in the semi, but she's a big game player, and there's no game bigger than the final. Yeah. And I just wonder how bad her hamstring injury is. Yeah, and it's tough to come back from a hammy that quickly, right? Um, and be full – because a lot of Rapino's game depends on athleticism and pace. Okay, she delivers a great cross, too, and she's got the mentality, and we've seen uh, how she's uh, become just this Muhammad Ali-like figure, right, in terms of, of, of mentality and, and, and uh, her political positions, et cetera. But her game itself depends a lot on pace and athleticism. She's a decent technical footballer. She's not an outstanding technical footballer. She is um, pacey. A pa she's like the classic pacey winger of yesteryear. And, uh, Nick, uh, if, if, if her pace is limited because of a hammy, uh, that's a problem. That's well, a big problem. I, in fact, I don't know how effective she can be without her speed. She's a lot of her is about the athleticism and speed. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll have to wait and see. What's your prediction for the match tomorrow, Car uh, Kartik? 
I think the Dutch get through it two to one. Uh, I am weary of it because of what happened with the with the Swedes um, against Germany, but I think the Dutch get through it, and then the Dutch against the U.S. Um, you know, we'll we, we'll have a couple of days to preview that, but that could be. Uh, uh, look, the U.S. have vulnerabilities. <laughs> I mean, very clear vulnerabilities, even though they keep getting through matches. So uh, Holland could be the, the the country to finally exploit it uh, well enough to win. Who knows? You know, I was having an interesting discussion with uh, one of my sons. Uh, both my sons were pretty high-level soccer players uh, through college. They both played on very high-level club teams with a lot of professional players out there today, they, their colleagues. And, and, you know, we were talking about watching the women's game, and and, and I, I want to make this comparison. I really enjoy the women's game because it's like watching college football as opposed to watching the NFL. You know, it's much more unpredictable. Uh, the passes are always less perfect. There are more giveaways in the midfield. There's more passes that, that, go, that are errant. There's more plays that break down. Uh, it's much less crisp and technical and high speed and fast paced than the men's game. It is like watching college football or college basketball as opposed to watching uh, the NBA or the NFL. And, but, you know, it, that doesn't mean that it's not highly entertaining and addictive to watch, which I have to say it is. Uh, but because of that, Kartik, because of that, it gets a little bit more difficult to predict some of these games. Yeah, you know, I had a it's it's a funny interesting observation from your sons because I had a a similar observation from uh, a professional a former professional male player who I was talking to the other day who said he actually enjoys watching the women's game more because of that because he can um he thinks that uh there are more bad giveaways all of that everything you just said but that when there's a really good technical player um, and he was mentioning to me specifically about England, Lucy Bronze and, and Jill Scott. And we saw that both today. They really stand out in the women's game in a way they don't in the men's game. So he said there are some really good players with great touches um, and are great technical, skillful footballers. And he enjoys it because they stand out more in the women's game. It's just like, but it's the same thing you would say about college football, right? Where there's that outstanding uh, quarterback, right? Uh, right. I, I, I would say if if the U.S. women uh, is like watching college football, then the if women's football is like watching college football, then I guess the American women would be Alabama, right? Or Alabama, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he, uh, he was actually making the case about England about a couple of the English players. He's like, I can really enjoy their technical skills more in a game which is you know less less technical than I do in the men's game where everybody has that same level of technique, except for the American men. But that's yeah, a whole right. other issue for another time. Oh, right? God. You know, American... this, this Gold Cup, we'll be talking about the Gold Cup tomorrow, so I don't want to slag on it. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that tomorrow. So I, I guess if the American women are Alabama, then the Thai women are what, UNLV? Uh, yeah, oh. they're probably uh, – uh, they're probably prob uh, they're Vanderbilt. Well, they're not even Vanderbilt. <laughs> they're, they're probably uh, Northwestern in the old days, but now they're they're oh, you know who they are. They're probably like uh, 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 no, not anymore. I was going to say they're UCLA <laughs> as bad as UCLA. Hey, that's my alma mater. You watch yourself. You watch yourself, <laughs> my you friend. Uh, the uh, by the way, if you are following Copa America right now, uh, Brazil is up one nil, and in, in pure biblical fashion, Jesus is the one who scored, Gabriel Jesus. So there you go. I, yep. I, th uh, this is a must-win for Brazil, obviously. It's the semifinal. They're at home. 
You know, you talk about the mighty falling. We talk about Brazil and Argentina, you know, once global powerhouses of international football. So much of their football was dictated by, you know, the the youth development within their countries. And as foreign leagues have become so wealthy, so enticing, so interesting, so much more a place that the top level kids in these countries want to go uh, it's really affected their national teams in the long run, I think. And not meaning to say we're not producing, you know, Messi's and Ronaldo's. And, you know, today we've got Gabriel Jesus and you've got Sergio Aguero and Firmino and, you know, all these great players. But, you know, in the old days, they would have stayed in their home countries for longer. Yeah, and I think also what you're seeing is some of those players that develop in Europe not developing the same necessary skill set to integrate into the national team. And and in in the case of a lot of Argentine players who develop at European clubs, not really even wanting to perform for the national team, quite frankly, this being a pain to fly back for Copa. All right, we've got to go to break. You wouldn't be talking about uh, one exceptionally small, very special one, would you? Who's a bit messy when he plays for his national team. All right. Uh, Nick and Kartik here. The punts, I know, I can't help myself. History Soccer, 800-878-7529. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to wrap it up. And don't forget, we'll be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. That's Monday through Friday, folks. You can't get enough of us. I know it. We'll be right back. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571-800-430-9571-800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. 
dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Your theme song. Maybe that should be Hope Solo's theme song. I think that's probably you know more appropriate. Don't you? It is much more appropriate for Hope Solo, and I think we're going to stick with that one, Nick. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome back to the show, Fifth Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. All right. So tomorrow we've got uh, Sweden, uh, Sweden against uh, Holland. I'm going to go for the upset. I've been really wrong up to this point. My predictions have been crap. If you wanted to, uh, you know, if you're putting money on me, well, I'm sorry, blame Kartik because it's all his fault. But um, I would say that the Swedes are going to upset tomorrow. We're going to have a Sweden-USA final, which would be mouthwatering, I have to say. Uh, Kartik, you got a minute or so. What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, the Dutch have to be wary of set pieces and being counterattacked on. That nothing has gone wrong for the Dutch yet in this tournament. So maybe it, their luck will run out, but I still think they're the better team. I'm going to pick them to win and face the U.S. in the final, and uh, the U.S. obviously will be the favorite. Uh, but uh, the Dutch will be able to ex- expose some vulnerabilities with that U.S. team that we've seen in these last two matches. All right, uh, just a little programming note. Tomorrow we'll be speaking to Matt Pickens, a goalkeeper from Nashville, uh, SC, we'll be talking about Nashville. We'll be talking about the Gold Cup, if you can believe it. It's, it is actually going on, and we say that to the three people that will be attending the Gold Cup matches. Uh, but let's talk Gold Cup tomorrow. Let's also talk uh, Women's World Cup semifinal, the other one. That will be tomorrow as well. And don't forget, we are with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Nick and Kartik with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick Sports. You can find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. That's 5TH Street Sports. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. Until tomorrow, folks, enjoy the matches and be sure to join us tomorrow for more of this fantastically brilliant show. Cheers. Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network.